You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast, with me in Manchester here, the haymaker himself. David, how are we doing, mate? It's been a while. Yeah, I'm not bad. Literally just, just got into Dover night in Costa Rica for a little while, having some fun out there, connecting with the nature, the good energy, the beaches and sun. So getting back to cold Manchester is a, it's a bit of a shock to the system, but I've warmed up after that weigh-in just then. Really warmed up nicely. You said beaches, sun, we forgot to mention women's. What would you, what you want to know? Living life. Yeah, I always, I always try to, to maximize when I can. And uh, yeah, life's, life's good at the moment. So uh, more, fo- more focused on the, the, the fight. And I've literally come in specifically for this fight. Um, Chris has been a, a good friend of mine for many years. And this is, is, this is the big one. I know people, don't, people thought it was the Ben fight, but this is a significantly tougher fight. Um, Smith is a legitimate you know, former world champion. He's here to win. I know, I know what it's like to fight uh, a scouser. I did it for my last two pro fights and lost both of them. You know, Tony Bellew bettered me on two occasions and going into both of those fights, I was supremely confident. I didn't think I needed to be at my best to win, but I did. So I'm, um, you know, I'm here to say to Chris, Chris, you know, I know, I know you're talking. He only needs 45, 50 percent to to beat uh, Smith, but he's he's the he could be the boogeyman. He could be the banana skin, and um, I think it's gonna. I think the st- styles are gonna gel really well, and I'm actually a little worried. I'm a little little worried about this. I'm a little worried about this fight. It's, uh, you know, I haven't really been hearing too much, you know, rumblings that it's going to be a tough fight. You know, a lot of people are saying that Chris is going to cruise it. If he's at 100%, then yeah, okay. But if we're talking 50, 60%, you know, against uh, Liam Williams last time, I don't think that performance would be enough against Smith. I don't think it would be. So I'm hoping that Roy and Ronnie have really been on in making sure that he's got more than 50, 60% out in the gym, as uh, it was a little bit worrying hearing that. 
Seems like the mind games continue today. He wore a Man United t-shirt. Obviously, we know Liam's yeah. a, a proud Liverpool fan. Uh, he also wore the kind of rainbow armband. Uh, just want to go back to obviously yesterday. I'm sure you saw clips or watched the press conference yesterday. A lot of things were said by both fighters. One of the things that you know Liam said was regarding his um, sexual preference. Does he yeah. prefer men or women? He yeah. didn't say those words, but yeah. he alluded to those words. You know, Chris. You've known him for a long time. I know you play poker and you, and you go out and party together, but which way is Chris? Well, if, if he's gay, I'm gay. You know, he's about as gay as I am, so uh, it's not a... It's a, it's a bit of banter back and forth. You know, I'm not sure what they're... You know, just trying to maybe get under Chris's skin. I know he keeps his private life private, and uh, he likes to keep it that way, so people... You hear that in, in, uh, in years gone by, fighters who've, who've been quite undercover with their movements. They get uh, tarred with uh, saying that they're gay when they're not. Uh, something that Chris said to, to Liam was that, you know, I know from sources that you, you cheat on your missus. Yeah, once again, it's, 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 banter, it's, it's, it's banter to try to rile the other guy. And um, I think they're both too professional to let it get under their skin. You know, uh, dig, digging, digging out his, uh, his cheating movements, you know, Know, maybe Liam uh, st struck that match if they want to start going back and forth. Hopefully, the, the all the talking's done now, and it's about uh, getting in there and actually figuring out who is who is the best. I know Chris is supremely confident. Um, I talked to to Roy earlier to Ronnie. They said he's in he's in tip top shape, but is he mentally, physically? Yes. We always I've never seen him out of shape, but does he? Does he believe going to the ring that this is going to be the toughest fight of his life? I don't know. It's unknown. I'm going to have a proper sit down and, and chat with him just to make sure he's, he's tuned in. Because um, I know from personal experience, you can walk in 100% confident, not being what you need, think you need to be to beat the best in the world, and you can come unstuck. So let's, let's hope that that doesn't happen. Chris Eubank Jr. also said that he thought Tony Belli was the uh, the worst gasser to come out of Liverpool, but he said that spot's now been taken by uh, Liam Smith. Has it been that bad? Um, it's not been that bad. This whole rivalry, obviously, yourself, for example, yourself and Tony Belli, we saw the press conference, you know, you threw a punch, he pushed, you shove, etc. We haven't really seen this. It's just almost just verbals and... It's verbal, yeah. Yeah, me and Belli, me and Belli was a, it was a special, special mix of beef. That was nice. Um... He came, he came up trumps and, you know, we get on great now. Um, we've always really gotten great. Um, but obviously when it comes time to, to come, to, comes time for pay-per-view events, you know, people like, people like the drama. They like the, uh, the, the razzmatazz at all. They love the pushing and shoving. Um, but yeah, that, this one's been quite, this one's been quite tame. I just think the fight itself, I think Liam's style is just very, very rock solid. And he doesn't do anything that bad. You can't pick big holes in his game. And he's taken someone as good as Canelo to expose it. It's the only real person that's been able to expose him. But Canelo is, is there, you know. If um, Chris can grind him down and stop him, or stop him anyhow, that would be a massive, massive, uh, uh, you know, it will show the world where he's at. It will put him in that elite, elite, uh, that elite um, line. You said earlier that if he if he fights the same fight when he fought Liam Williams, he he, he doesn't come through this. So does I say, he? I say he, he he will struggle, and you know in these fights against guys who are top ten, you want to be able to do what Canelo does. 
and just get rid of them and make it or, or Roy Jones. How would Roy Jones get rid of them? He'll just completely put on a masterclass. If Chris is what we all believe he is, he'll be able to do it. But I just, but 60% of him is going to be a bit hard to do it. We need 100% of Chris to give us those these, these masterclasses. Also, stylistically, do we need him? To just, is Chris going to need to be what Chris is known to be, that aggressive, come forward, throw combinations, six, seven, eight punches at a time? Or, or does that jab, jab, do you, do you like that? Do you like what you see? I, whatever, gets it, whatever gets him to the, the finishing line. Some fighters, you've got to rough them up early. You've got to get them, you've got to get them behind um, on the point. Some fighters, you, you don't mind giving the first round away because you're going to come on strong. It, it depends on what his game plan is. I haven't been inside his camp, so I don't know what he's been working on. I haven't been watching his sparring, so I'm unaware of what he's going to bring to the table. But if he, if he, if he listens to Roy, who knows, and listens to Ronnie, who have both got a wealth of experience you know, inside and outside of the ring, he should find a strategy to win this fight. But physically, I believe he's superior speed, timing, rhythm. Um, the fact that he could just, I've seen him, I've, I've sparred with him before. I've watched many sparring sessions years and years ago with, with George Grove. He's always, his engine's so big and so strong. He can just keep grinding. And I think that's going to that's be a massive difference here, the physicality where, where Chris can just throw a 30, 40 punch combination. It sounds crazy. Very few people do that at this level, but somehow he knows how to recharge and come again. So, um, no, but technically he can't be getting nailed with that jab, you know, that left hook. He needs to be thinking about what's coming his way, opposed to just throwing everything at Liam. When he stepped up, because you went junior in the past, he's come short, George Groves, um, Billy Joe Saunders. Um, we know, obviously, the DeGel fight, DeGel was probably past his best. If he doesn't come through this on Saturday night, is that world title ambitions out the door for him? It won't help one bit, you know, it won't help one bit. He needs to win, and more importantly, he needs to win and look good. And, he's, and, and I, I believe this is the opportunity against Liam Smith, who is in shape. He's prepared. You know, the fight got delayed a little bit, so his preparation was even better. So this is his opportunity, and every fight gets that chance to, to springboard into the big time, and this is it. Pay-per-view event, Manchester... He's, he's got everything going for him in this fight. The only thing he doesn't is he's got Chris Eubank Jr. in, in the other corner. But in, as far as he's concerned, he seems super confident. His team seems super confident. And um, I'm expecting fireworks. This is going to be a very, very competitive fight. As long as it lasts, it'll be very, very competitive. Final prediction? I think Chris, Chris um, is as good as I believe he is, I've always believed he's got that, he's got, he's got, he's got that special, he's got that X factor. You know, when things are tough, he'll find a way to, to, to bring it through. I think this is where it all comes to fruition. I remember the Billy Joe Saunders fight, you know, he let, let the first half fight go, then he came back and won, you know, st stylistic, strategic issues. You know, even with George, if you look at that last round, you know, George was holding on, it was, his arm went. So he, he's nearly done it both times. It wasn't like he was completely battered in any of those fights. So maybe that they was his learning fights. Maybe he learnt from the, the Saunders fight and learnt from the gross fight and now is a more complete fighter now. I learnt from my losses. You know, all the losses I've had I've learnt from them and I become better. So this is this is gonna be the, the best version of Chris I I, I think uh, we'll see. Live and exclusive on Sky Box Office pay-per-view. Uh, we look forward to it on, on Saturday night. Uh, David, before I let go, just a couple other things. I haven't spoken to you for, for a while. Um, 
bit of a cloud over boxing at the moment with, with this whole Conor Ben situation. Um, obviously failed the drug test. He was supposed to fight Chris Eubank Jr. back in October. They were confident that he was going to be back in the ring or there's going to be some sort of resolution by, before the end of uh, December and still till this day unresolved. Uh, unresolved. What have you made of the whole situation? I know it seems very, very strange. I felt, I remember at the time when it was all kicking off, I really felt for, for Chris. You know, he's, you know, I've known him for a while and re receiving the information through the press about a, a failed drug test and the, as far as I'm aware, the fight's still going on, although there was a, a failed drug test and it didn't feel like at all that he had someone backing him. It didn't feel like he had someone because he's self-managed. So, you know, a, a, prom a promoter is there to... there to, to perform and get paid a fee. Sometimes the boxer-promoter uh, relationship, when things go bad or when things don't go the way you want, you find out, you know, where people's uh, hearts lie. And the fact that there was a version of reality where he could have got in the ring and fought someone who had failed legitimate drug tests and he could have been killed. He was coming down in weight, he's boiling down in weight, so if there's ever a chance for Chris Eubank Jr. to have an incident, it'll be when he's weight drained, because that's when the, the brain injuries happen. And if that would have happened, is everybody then uh, 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 a conspiracy to uh, attempted murder or manslaughter or, you know, it, it all got really murky really quickly and I, I, I just really, I really felt for, I really felt for Chris because you know he's a fighter. I know what it's like. I just want to get there and fight. You don't care what anyone else is doing. You're just thinking about yourself. But at some stage, you need somebody impartial to go. Oh, hold up! You know this isn't fair. We've signed up for this thing, and we all done the drug test. You failed it over here. So obviously that we can't move forward with it until this is dealt with. And it wasn't dealt with, and it, 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 so it was really. That I really felt, I really felt for Chris in that situation because if he was there, if he was to say I'm not doing it, everyone go ah oh, you're ducking him. He hasn't really failed it or he failed it because I I don't know what's happening. I don't know whether he's guilty or he's innocent. All I know was what I've been told through the media and from the British Border Control, which they said they wouldn't sanction it. So they're not sanctioning it for a reason. And then they were looking at doing another sanctioning body. I've done that in the in the past with Luxembourg with me and Derek Chisora. So I know, but there was there was no it was no issues there. That was more of a uh, the Derek Chisora's issues in the ring, and I was retired. But you know, I'm hoping we get some sort of resolution to that mess because it, it looked really, really bad for boxing. I had so many people contacting me saying, "What the hell's going on?" So if you fail a drug test, you're still allowed to do it. And if it wasn't for the PR and press, the fight would have went ahead. And I'm like, "Yeah, kind of. It looked like that, but I don't know. It just looks." It just looks horrible. It's horrible, horrible for boxing. So hopefully tomorrow night we're going to... That will be in, in the past, and then I'm not even sure what's happening with, with, the, with the Ben fight, whether, whether there's a hearing or normally there's a hearing. But I don't know. It's an ongoing investigation. The WBC are, are still going through that. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just want to just clarify what you said. Are you, are you insinuating that there were promoters like Callis Allen, who promotes Chris Eubank Jr., and Eddie Hearn, that were trying to continue with the fight and not looking that's, that's, in that's, the best interest of that's, Chris Eubank Jr.? You've got to remember, 
the promoter isn't there. The promoter's there. I've been in boxing for 20 years. Boxing promoters are there to generate as much money as possible. The fight needs to happen for them to generate. They invest money in the fighters, signing on bonuses. They pay wages to fighters. They pay for the whole team. So it's a business. Forget their human beings involved. They, they consider it a business. Just like if you're racing horses, they're, they're assets. The fighters are assets. So you've got to understand that boxing promoters, they run businesses. And the least they give the fight, the more they have. The fight goes on, the more money they have. The fight doesn't happen, the money goes down. So as long as you not understand that that's what boxing promotions, boxing promotions are, you understand it. But you do need somebody around the fighter to protect him from how boxing promoters usually do business. You know, it's been a, sh it's a shady business, has been for many, many years. Um, I've seen it from all angles. I've been, I've been a boxing promoter myself. I've been, I've been all around the, been all around the game. And you just need, you, there needs to be someone who is genuinely looking out for the fighter, um, because you know you can't rely on the person who's making money out of you. You know, it's one thing getting a percentage of a fighter, and the bigger you make the pot, the more you get. Or you can sign away your rights, and then it's up to them to maximise it. There's so many different elements of the game that kind of make me sick a little bit. But it's the game. It was like that when I came into it 20 years ago, and it's still going to continue being it. As long as the fights get made, as long as the fighters aren't in unnecessary danger, and we try to minimise the amount of danger that fighters are in, the better. You know, no, 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 but nobody wants. It's not in anyone's business for people to get injured in this game. But if you don't, if, you, if you're focused on the pound note too much, sometimes, you know, oversights can be made and terrible things happen. So let's try and minimise that. That's what the British Boxing Board of Control are, invol are involved in this game, to make sure that there is no, that is unnecessary danger. So, um, yeah, I'll see that. David, just quickly, quick fire on, on the heavyweight division. Anti Joshua looks like he's moving uh, to America now to train with Derek James. Not official, but obviously strong rumours. Um, he's going to have potentially a, a new trainer for a third consecutive fight. Um, you've changed trainers from Adam Booth to Shane McGuigan. Mm. He's moving countries and, and trainer, or what have you made the whole situation, and do you think it'll, it'll suit him? I don't know, I haven't seen him work with a coach. If I sat down and watched him uh, work with a coach, I don't know too much about his coach, but you know, if I was to sit down and watch him, I'll be able to tell you. I can't tell you from looking at him. Maybe it's the best thing he's ever done in his life. Maybe it's the worst thing, we don't know. You know the proof of the pudding's in the eating, and when he gets in the ring, let's judge him on what he does. You know, Obviously, what he did the last couple of fights against Usyk wasn't enough. He wasn't able to pull the trigger, he wasn't able to use his physical advantages and just got outboxed by a, a, a better boxer. So let's hope, he, hope, let's hope this coach teaches him or unlocks the rough, the rough guy inside. Uh, and because I know, I know he's got it, I know he's got it in there. He's pulled it out from, from the early doors, in the early days when he used to let his hands go, he used to let him go with uh, some real, real spice. He's, he's tried to, it looks from the outside looking, he's trying to be too technical. And, you know, it's like trying to teach George Foreman to, to, to box long. It's like, no, just get out there and just let your hands go. Do, do, do what you do best. And, uh, yeah, so hope, hopefully it works out. You know, he's a tremendous um, heavyweight, obviously one of the best in the world. Um, but, he need, but he needs to get back into his winning ways. So the sooner he can get back in there, you're only as good as your last fight. His last fight was a points loss. Let's get a knockout victory and he can keep it moving. Fury Usyk looks like it's edging closer. Good for boxing. We finally need to see this undisputed. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing for boxing. That's the fight. That's the fight the fans are clucking for. That's the one 
that we've all all wanted. I'm not going to get too excited just yet. You said I mean, it's coming closer. It's been, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get too excited. But um, if it does happen, it will be a beautiful fight, and you'll have two completely different styles. You know, a lot of people obviously favour uh, Fury, the bigger man. You know, but but Usyk also cruiserweight champion. The way the way he dealt with uh, AJ. You know, Fury's never fought AJ. So, you know, it's it's, it's I'd I'd say it's a 50-50 fight. Um, but you have to edge towards. Uh, Fury, because he's you not know, a good big one, beats a good little one. But Usyk keeps surprising people. I thought he, I thought he, I thought he was going to get beat by AJ, and he proved me wrong on two separate occasions. And he is, he's, he's the real deal. You know, like Holyfield, he fat, he fat, he finds a way to to win. But just finally, last one for me. I promise, uh, Francis Ngannou. Mm. Former UFC heavyweight champion, obviously he has been released from his contract, wants to come into boxing, has named Joshua, has named Tyson Fury. Um, I know you've seen a little bit of him, but can he do what, can he replicate what he did in the UFC in the boxing ring? He's a bit different, UFC and boxing, very different. He's got some good hands, he's a very, very big, powerful specimen. Um, I'd like to see him and Derek Chisora, to be honest. I think that'd be a great fight. If he wants to dip his toe into the heavyweight boxing realm, you know, he, he can fight somebody who went 12 rounds with uh, Tyson Fury, who's the number one. You know, can he get Derek Chisora out there any quicker? That'd be a good target. That'd be a good way to say to the world, yeah, I'm, I'm here in this heavyweight division, jump straight into the top 10 fighter. Someone who pushed Usyk all the way to the limit. I think if he wants to do that, that's an easy fight to make. You know, I'm sure Derek Chisora will be over. That'd be a huge, huge fight. And it'll be, I'm sure uh, Mangano will be, uh, be confident he could win that one. But, you know, Derek Chisora keeps churning. He keeps going, he keeps going. <laughs> David, uh, big massive cue. Appreciate your time as always, and we'll catch up with you tomorrow after the fight, I'm sure. Definitely. David, hey, IFL TV, thank you very much. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.